here with the dragon, so we back up in here. Spit fire from the back of in ears. Coming straight from the belly of the beast that's in the back of your ear. Whispering shit that's got you crapping your rear. This panic of fear is damaging. Radical stages of behavior that's got you on a scatting looking for the big It's time for another episode of We Are NXT UK. I'm your host, Brent Caldwell. And uh, I guess it's my show now. This is weird. Lee! Yes. What's going on? This is weird. You, it you is. Have a, you have a show now. It's yours. I, uh, I don't know what to say, which is bad because this is a podcast. Yeah, you should, uh, I should know exactly what to yeah. say. But Welcome. Thanks for tuning in, grappling fans. We like to keep things positive here on We Are NXT UK. like to embrace what we love about pro wrestling and not get into heated Twitter battles about which Wednesday night show is better and all those kinds of, of things. We don't do that here. We're not going to talk about that. Right. We should talk about a little bit, I guess, about uh, Wednesday was crazy. Uh, Finn Balor. Yeah. What are you doing, Finn Balor? Kicking Gargano in the face area. Yeah. That's what? I gotta say, I didn't see that coming at all. I mean, if there's one person that I would never expect him to try to turn heel, I mean, besides Becky Lynch last year, it would have been Finn Balor. Everybody loves Finn Balor. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the demon stuff and all that. Exactly. But it'll be interesting to see, especially because you didn't expect it. Right. So, like, what kind of heel Finn Balor is going to be? Yeah. Like, what direction are they going to go with this? Uh, I we we I said this before the show when we were just talking, but I feel like for it to really work, Finn would almost have to like take like a I'm here not to save NXT but to destroy NXT type of attitude or something and 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 what a better way to destroy NXT than take out the heart of NXT Johnny Gargano Mr. NXT Mr. Takeover Mr. NXT yeah I think that would get the full sale crowd really uh, you know, get them really going, get them to buy into Finn being a heel because no one wants to boo Finn Balor so got to give him a reason to besides kicking Gargano in the face. They got a really good reaction, I think, just because it was so unexpected. Yeah. You know, it's just like, what just happened? Um, uh, I was at Impact Bound for Glory on Sunday. Um, yeah. now we talked about this a little bit. Yeah. So you, I did, I did try to get you to come with me because yep. I had an extra ticket. Um, and you couldn't, you couldn't go, which is okay. And it actually turned out really good for me. Because I met some people in line, and one thing led to another, and I ended up sitting ringside. So it's always fun when that happens, right? I I don't always go to Bound for Glory, but when I do, I get updated to ringside, upgraded to ringside seats. Uh the uh, that semi happened to me at Night of Champions in 2013. Oh, did it? Yeah. Um, except I abandoned my dad in the upper bowl to get the the, the ringside seat. He was fine with it. He understood. I mean, but, as as you do, right? I mean, it's like once in a lifetime, know, like, right? Like get a get a chance to sit super close. Did you get ringside? We were row one. I was more towards the crowd in the back, but when the shield came out, they came out right in front of me, so it was totally worth it. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. They did. Uh, there was a spot in the big five person intergender ladder match where, uh, um, Daga did like a running catapulting, like um, you know. Canadian destroyer or insert nationality destroyer 
but uh, or I guess it was kind of almost more like a Panama sunrise, but basically a flipping pile driver type move over the top rope to Jake Chris, and then they landed right on a ladder. And if you've seen that spot or seen you know seen video of that spot or whatever, um, I was seat I was seated right there where the ladder was. So it gives you an idea of how uh, the view I had for the action. That was that was cool. That was a really fun show to be at. That was one of my favorite live experiences uh thus far but we're not here to talk about impact and we're not here to talk about nxt we're here to about talk about nxt uk the episode from october 24th which was yesterday as of this recording so we started this episode out with imperium doing an in-ring promo and this was the first time at the brentwood tapings that we've actually seen walter I was starting to worry that we weren't going to see him at all because uh, two episodes in, we'd seen the other members of Imperium, but we hadn't seen Walter, but he was there. And Imperium cut the traditional Imperium-style promo talking about how uh, great and wonderful they are and that they are the most dominant force in NXT UK. And then who would interrupt them but Gallus? And their bearded beautifulness right (laughs) and the and the tag gold that they won a week ago from south wales subculture uh which was the first title change the title switch to happen on nxt uk tv uh not counting the women's championship tournament final but that wasn't a title switch that was a first champion so uh this gallus promo was hilarious yeah they definitely had the crowd laughing multiple times it's so weird to see them in that kind of role. I mean, like... It's refreshing. It, it is, yeah. yeah. I mean, because they're the kind of heels that you kind of want to cheer anyway. Yeah. You know, like, because they're good and they're entertaining. entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jolly Wally. Was the chant of the night. <laughs> that was... That was the... And kudos to Walter for keeping a straight face because I probably would have giggled. It I, it doesn't seem like Walter is able to make any facial expression that isn't just stone face, does it? Like, well, it's good though. It right, makes it better. That uh, makes him a really great heel champion, doesn't it? Uh, that yeah, this is wonderful stuff. It was so funny. Uh, um, Gallus reminding us that it's their kingdom. Uh, making fun of Imperium's tracksuits, calling them cheap. Gallus said that you know, hey, why don't you get some class and learn how to dress like we do? <laughs> it was, this is good stuff. It's really, really interesting to see two heel factions have uh, have heat like this. Yeah, um, it's usually like heel versus face, or clearly that's face. wrestling one on one. Yeah, or uh, face versus face at some at some points. But... Yeah, heel versus heel is the the odd pairing because. Yeah, because face versus face does happen. Yeah. Even have, on this show, there's a face versus face match we're going to talk about. Yeah, and then you have, you know, the fans kind of get divided because they're cheering for who they like more. Yeah. And with heels, or just appreciating both of them. But with two heels, it's like... They're not supposed to be cheered. So right. you're like, who do you... And someone kind of has to take that role, otherwise... It, it doesn't work. Yeah, psychologically, it's just... It's, it's, it's clunky and weird. So... Yeah. Gallus definitely like in the face role in this situation. I think that was very deliberate. I mean, they were it was really cool to to hear all three of them cut loose on the mic the way they did because we don't we don't get that from Gallus ever. So this is this is interesting. I'm I'm wondering where this is gonna lead because I mean it, it's it's I don't know. I 
I don't know that I see this turning into like strictly Gallus versus Imperium, but that would be cool to see on its own. But I'm wondering if this is going to turn into like some kind of multiple team or multiple faction kind of war. Maybe, maybe British Strong Style eventually kind of gets back together or something, or who knows. But interesting stuff. I feel like they're definitely planting some seeds here. Yeah, I could even maybe see uh, if British Strong Style doesn't get back together or all that because Trent's still wrestling and he wrestles tonight yeah so I could totally see him making like maybe an unholy alliance with them to try to get a shot at Walter in the title oh uh, you could go somewhere like that like somebody outside of this these two groups does hook up with Gallus to kind of just even the numbers because it is four versus three yeah right now um Man, it'd be interesting if uh, it'd be interesting if like Isla Dawn or Piper Niven ended up as part of Gallus, just you know, honorary like Scottish people teaming together. Piper versus Walter. I would watch it. I'd watch it in a heartbeat. I'd watch it so quick. I'd watch Piper against any of them. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I know that WWE and thus NXT kind of tend to stay pretty far away from mm, too much intergender stuff. Yeah. Just to play it safe and whatnot, I know. I mean, when you're a publicly traded company and you you've got shareholders, yeah. Uh, I mean, not to bring up other companies again, but that's one thing that Impact has really leaned into heavy is intergender wrestling, and it's worked. I I mean, you know, it, it's worked really well. They they do it they do it well. It's entertaining and it's uh, it doesn't come across looking weird at all i'm just so used to it at this point so it's like i'm now i'm like now i, I want to see this other places now too imagine the feuds yeah <laughs> rhea ripley and johnny gargano take my money oscar and braun Strowman. oscar beats everybody if i'm booking that's right yeah <laughs> that's right. i'll allow it good uh speaking of awesome women this is actually this is the only segment that had any of the women which is Really bizarre, especially considering NXT UK is such a deep uh, women's division, which is something we talk about on the show all the time. But uh, Zaya Brookside uh, did like a vlog type uh, promo, which is this is cool um, because it really was it, it was kind of presented like somebody doing like a vlog post, like a YouTube type of of post or something. And I liked it. It was like Zaya updating us on her. On her current trajectory, she's had some ups and downs, but she's on an up right now and just beat Nina Samuels. It was good. Very happy about it. Very, Very Yeah. She said she's coming for Kaylee Ray. She's going to work her way back up to where she uh, needs to be and try to earn herself a, a championship match. Which I want to I, s- I see that for sure. Me too. I, I've been, I, I feel like Zaya is probably the next logical contender. I don't know if uh, they will actually... Uh, put the title on her right away or, or uh, on her on the first opportunity, but I wouldn't be against it either, but I feel like she's kind of the next logical baby face. We have not seen Tony Storm since she lost to Kaylee Ray at TakeOver. And on TV now, that's been like, I mean, what, that was August 31st? Yeah, so it's it's been, been two months. Two months yeah. And no Tony Storm. So I know she's out there. She just signed a deal with Suplex Attire or clothing, whatever, you know, and... Yeah. And she's make, made some indie appearances, but uh, completely MIA on NXT UK since losing the, the championship. So 
intrigued to see where that goes as well. But it looks like Zaya's getting that uh that that uh like main event type push, which is awesome. Uh, love Zaya Brookside. And we have matching hair right now. You you guys do? I do. I, I think mind. she rocks it a little bit better though. I agree. She does rock it better. It's fine. It's okay. It's alright. Um Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's totally fine. Okay. I'm cool with it. I feel yeah. like there's a little bit of defense in your no, no, that's no, fine. That's no. fine. No, I get it. If if there's any coming across, it's completely by accident. I really okay, <laughs> I okay. support Zaya Brookside. I'm wearing my Zaya Brookside shirt right now. This is true. Yeah. Um, we got around to our first matchup tag team action. Uh, the grizzled young veterans taking on the newly formed team of Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith. So, what are they doing with Oliver Carter? I don't know. I don't know he's either. Lost. He's lost every match he's had so far. Brought he was brought in with a considerable amount of 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 build, some fanfare, some pre tapes and whatnot. So clearly they're they're working towards something, but I'm not sure. Like you know, like where do you think? Where do you feel like you would take this, or where would you want to see it go if you had a talent who was brought in with a good amount of like hype behind them, and then they like continued losing? Do you think? Like, would you want to see it lead towards, like, a big, happy victory finally? Or would you want to take it in some other direction? Like, what do you think? I, mean, I don't know. Usually, that it, for me, it would turn him into a heel. Because he would keep losing, you know, with, with the crowd behind him and all that stuff. And it would pretty much end with him snapping and, like, losing his mind because he, for some reason, just can't win. And then go on like some lengthy winning streak as yeah. a villain. Yeah, or he just snaps and just beats the living hell out of whoever he's facing, which it could be another face to get that whoever he beats up sympathy. Maybe even turn on his tag partner Ashton Smith at some point. Yeah, you know if, if, they, if they try to do the tag route and they, they keep losing, they could blame it on him. And and then you can build a feud out of that too. Yeah. So look, and then he can start winning. Fantasy booking, boom, done. Yeah. Book at Triple H. You're welcome. There you go. Job well done. I like it. I'd like twenty dollars. Uh, I would like twenty five because I've been watching the show since day one. Um, but okay, I mean that might be a way to go though. I uh, I know I've been I've been on this Kenny Williams needs to turn heel thing for months now, but maybe Oliver Carter needs to turn heel. Hey, maybe maybe they can both turn heel and form a tag team too. I don't know. So many tag teams. Tag teams are good though. So. Uh, so obviously, Grizzled Young Veterans did go over a uh, fun little match. You know, nothing bad about it. Good to see uh, Grizzled Grizzled Young Vets back on TV. Um, the crowd did take their shoes off near the end of the match as Gibson got in, so that was good. I'm... And at the beginning of the match, when he was trying to get in the ring because he gave him a really disgusted look. Yeah, he always does that. It's great. Yep. I love it. He's He's so... He, <laughs> Zach Gibson is such a great heel. He he really is. He's a phenomenal villain. Yeah, I do too. They're they're great together. I I've always felt like um I've always felt like Zach Gibson is like destined for the main event, but I I really I want I'd like to see Grizzled Young Veterans stick around for a while as a team cuz yeah. they're so good together. Yeah. You got to enjoy it. Oh yeah. And, and Gibson does all the talking and and uh, Drake just kind of chimes in here and there or whatever. But they complement each other really well. And I really, I dig them together. So don't split them up for a long time. I want to see them do more stuff together. We got a Jordan Devlin, Dave Mastiff hype video. Uh, 
just a quick recap. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Jordan Devlin was in the ring, just kind of. Uh, oh, it was after his match. He beat Jack Stars and then was carrying on, cutting a promo about being uh, the greatest star in on the planet. He actually uh, went that far. Uh, and Dave Mastiff interrupted him because he did have a match uh, scheduled after this, but this kind of sprinkled some heat on the two of them. And then last week, Jordan Devlin straight up called Dave Mastiff out and Mastiff, Mastiff came out and looked at him like he was an idiot. It's like, the hell's wrong with you, man? Yeah. Like, you I do not, fight with him? right. Do you not see me? I'm 400 pounds. Like I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And Devlin sucker punched him, tried to do his, uh, I, oh, I blanked on the name of his, his, uh, big, like, Yankee up by your arm into the suplex, but it's a, it's a sick move. I love it, uh, and I just completely just shat my pants on the name of it. But um, but it's a cool move. He tried it on Dave Massive, which is probably the in character the dumbest thing Jordan Devlin's ever done because uh, it was never gonna work. And then Devlin uh, took him down. So this has had a this has had a little heat put on it. And next week we're gonna get the match Jordan Devlin versus Dave Massive one on one. What do you think about that, Lee? It's gonna be interesting considering the size difference and all that. Yeah, I'm gonna play play into that quite a bit. Oh, absolutely, and I I feel like Devlin's gotta Devlin's gotta do that cowardly heel business. Oh yeah, and yeah. try to cheat at all costs to, to beat him because, and try to avoid him at all costs too. Yeah. Stay away from him. You don't want to let Devlin get him in the corner. No, you don't have to get cornered by Master. That's not gonna work. No, he's it's too not, big. Yeah, he's way too big. He'll he'll uh, he'll kill him. Yeah, <laughs> just straight up. Which is what I think everybody wants to see anyway. I'm sure they do, yeah. I mean, Devlin's another one who's just such a phenomenal heel. He just has that face. You just hate his face. <laughs> you just hate his face. He's a great promo, too, though. He talk, He can talk him into the building. I mean, I love the whole thing. He's got such a great thing going with, with never bet against an ace, the the, the Irish ace. The, the, uh, it's just such a good thing. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, another match, that face versus face contest we were talking about. Uh, the Kiwi Buzzsaw, Travis Travis Banks versus Ligero. So, lots of rolls. All the roll ups. All, all the, the roll ups. So these are a couple of guys who are kind of like Travis Banks is kind of the the dude who gets to the big matches and then loses, and Ligero is kind of someone who pretty much stays pretty fifty fifty wins and losses wise. He's sort of a career worker, um, and and they just. Any combination of roll-up small packages, uh, crucifix pins, backslides, whatever, they pulled it out in this match. There was something like 30 near falls. They probably invented a few that we missed. Probably. Yeah, with how many they did. It was just, and it was just constant. It was, it was relentless. It was not in stop. They never... They, they never um, you know, sometimes in these face versus face type matches, somebody will kind of take over and, uh, and kind of uh, assume a heel type role with like a lot of holds and wearing somebody down. They didn't do that at all. They, it was just roll up, counter, 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 roll up, roll up, sweep. Like just, you know, they kept it clean the whole time. Yeah. No dirt, no uh, foul play. No, no dirty tactics. No underhanded cheap business. Kept it clean. Now, very interesting finish here. Yeah. Um, the double pinfall with the ref, Counting both pinfalls with both hands. Yeah, which is something I've never seen before. In my the, twenty plus years of watching professional wrestling. The only time I ever remember a referee doing that was 
at a pay-per-view in 1998, I think it was Breakdown, when Stone Cold was forced to referee the match between Undertaker and Kane for the championship. And, uh... Or actually, actually, it might have been the pay per view after. I can't. I think Breakdown was the triple threat match they had where Kane and Taker double pinned him, and then Judgment Day was the next pay per view in October of that year, and Austin had to be the referee between Kane and Taker, and he just refused to count pinfalls the entire match, and everyone was being, you know, Kane and Taker were getting frustrated with him, and then he finally just Stone Cold stunned both of them, or like. Or, or like, one of them hit a choke slam or a tombstone or something, and then Austin stunned the other one. But then they were both down, neither one in a pinning predicament, but they were both on the mat, and Austin slapped the, the mat with both of his hands, declared himself the winner, and then Vince McMahon fired him. Attitude era stuff. <laughs> well, luckily tonight, the referee did not do that. That did not happen in this match whatsoever. It was no, a, he, uh, he just so this was a, both. So they, they were in the backslide position and then kind of did a side roll... I've never seen this before. I haven't either. It, it was a really, really different finish, especially with draws, as far as draws go. Yeah, you never... I mean, it's usually a time limit draw or a double count out or something, but a double yeah. pin. Something you've seen before, but that... Yeah, that I haven't... Well, the double pin, I mean, we've seen before, but just not that style. Not this double pin. It's, no. usually like a, it's usually like a German suplex, isn't it? Like a back suplex or something where or like... Or like if you're both down and like you just have a hand on the other person. And something like, like that. Like you're both knocked out. And, and a lot can... of times with a double pin, it'll be one of those gimmicks where there's a ref bump and then a second ref comes out and then they, like maybe they both count to three but for different people or something. I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, that... But this was really strange because this one referee had to consciously make the decision to go ahead and just count them both down. Yeah, and with both hands. And that would have been a really cool near fall spot, but that was the finish. And they declared it a draw. And the crowd didn't really seem to be too happy with this. No, I think they wanted a clear winner, especially I, with how close and... Yeah, it was a competitive was. match. So yeah. it's like you really kind of wanted to see it go to the finish and then... It was declared a draw, and, and Travis Banks and Leguero both sold it like they just lost loser leave town matches or something. Like yeah. they were both very disappointed. I um but curious to see if this is gonna go somewhere. I'm sure. Well, obviously there has to be a rematch. I mean, it would be kind of dumb if you do that. Go to a draw and then do nothing. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, you guys are gonna face each other again. Right. So I'm sure it, it might turn into kind of like a competitive rivalry, like a, or even like a best of five or something like that. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I love best ofs. Yeah. Like best of five, best of seven. That's I think best of five is the best way to go. Cause yeah, you don't want to overkill it. Yeah. Like, it's not hockey. It's, yeah, right. Or, there's or only basketball, so many yeah. Things. Yeah, you, there's only so many. I, I've, I've always wanted to see like a best of series where it ends before the final, like the maximum number of matches. Yeah. But, cause, I mean, but then you kind of. You know, that's kind of almost like you could look at it like burying one of the talents or something. But... Well, I mean, you don't want a clean sweep, but no. if you have like six matches where it's like do or die, and like the guy who has to win or he's done just doesn't isn't able to do it. Oh yeah, be... somebody could go up three nothing, and then someone else could like win mm-hmm. two in a row, and then They've like done that before I think. But then lose the third, like lose match six. So it's like it doesn't go to seven. Like you think yeah. it's going to go to seven, and then it doesn't. That could well, be like, that surprising. or either trading victories. Where whoever wins the fifth match ends up winning, like, who can win the sixth match ends up winning, and it's like, oh, you didn't make it. Right. There's uh, a lot of ways you can go with that. but A lot of ways, yeah. It'd be cool if uh, the two of them went, you know, five or seven matches. 
I dig it, especially after seeing what they just did on this one. It's like, okay, we just saw you do every roll-up imaginable. I wonder what they'd pull out next time, you know? Yeah. Like, they could tell a completely different story. Yeah. Or tell a different story yeah. each match. Or start, start this way, and then all of a sudden someone just throws a forearm and turns it into a fight, you know, or whatever. Yeah, it like could brawl. Yeah. I mean, it could go all, any number of ways. So there's definitely uh, some... You know, again, some seeds planted here for something that could get very interesting. Uh, we cut to backstage, and I don't know why I just said that that way. I was like, backstage. It was like the uh, angry video game nerd B17 Baumer video, if anyone's ever seen that. And if you haven't, you're probably like, what the fuck is that American bloke talking about? That's exactly what I think of Thank you. Um, <laughs> we went uh, behind the scenes, and Grizzled Young Veterans are... I couldn't. Ca- I didn't catch what they were saying, which I probably should have rewound it because this is a podcast about the show, but it seemed like they were uh, maybe going to seek out, like, oh, that's why, because of something we didn't even discuss at the beginning when they had their match. Um, South Wales subculture came, ran out because Grizzled Young Veterans were going to take advantage of uh, their fallen... Uh, Opponents and South Wales subculture, the ex tag team champions, ran out and made the save. We did. Not we totally that. skipped over that, and I apologize to all the uh, the Welsh comrades for not mentioning the lads. But we love the lads. We love Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. So, um, looks like maybe that rivalry is also being kind of like resparked. Although, interesting that you know there's been no mention of maybe the lads wanting to try to get their titles back. They did mention it in the backstage promo. Because they did say, you know, take your pictures with your family and friends with the titles and all that. But don't get too comfortable because we're coming back for them. Oh, no, I'm talking about the, uh, the, uh, of, about South Wales subculture wanting yes. their titles okay. back. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what oh, I was getting I thought at. we were yeah. talking about the promo in the back. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. I was, we really are. We just, you know, th- this is just, it's a mess. I'm sorry. This one's going to a draw. Um, <laughs> but uh so the but this the this tag division and whatnot in NXT UK is it's um it's getting deep again. It's getting like very competitive and there's a lot going on which is great to see. Um but so but yes, to, to continue with this backstage segment, uh yeah, Gallus kind of showed up as Grizzled Young Veterans were I guess getting ready to go try to talk to Sid Scala and or Johnny Saint about maybe um you know, their placement on in the tag division, or maybe to complain about South Wales subculture getting in their business, but here comes Gallus, as you said, Lee, uh, Zach, Gibbs, Zach Gibson told him, don't get too comfortable, go take your photos with your family, we're getting those titles back, and Gallus was like, shut up, no you're not, we're Gallus, we got the gold, beards. we have beards, we're gorgeous gentlemen, just, you know, it. good, good backstage stuff, so so it's cool, kind of cool. They're kind of interconnecting all the teams. Like, they they all kind of have issue with each other. So this yeah. could really lead to something cool. Yeah, and, I mean, I didn't really think they could potentially step up from that triple threat match from TakeOver Cardiff. Oh, my God, it was so good. If you put, like, four or five teams in it, like, they could probably go for an hour. And, and it would be, be fine. Inter- it would be entertaining. The oh, yeah. Hour. You think of, like, a straight up, like, a five-way match? Or, like, you think... Like, do you think maybe like oh my like like a TLC or a ladder match or something? They like, could totally do that. I mean, an NXT UK four Gallus, or five Imperium, teams, Grizzled Young Vets, the South Wales subculture, yeah. and then 
I mean, then yeah, then maybe the Hunt, maybe uh, Carter and Smith. I mean, there's you know, there's a few. Maybe Mustache Mountain gets involved. Like, lot, a lot of possibilities. <laughs> uh, speaking of Mustache Mountain, we also see Tyler Bate backstage, and uh, it was a quick segment. Big strong boy. Big strong boy said he's just going with the flow, yep. taking everything as it comes. So yep, he almost, was on NXT this week. Uh, not NXT UK, but NXT. Yeah, he was in the he was in the crowd, and uh, so I'm assuming he's gonna do something with NXT for now, and and maybe not show up on NXT UK as much for the time being. That's kind of what Pete Dunne has been doing. He's yep. he's been ex- Rhea Ripley. Yep. Well, and, well, Rhea Ripley's still been on UK. Okay. So, but because that's the that's like the one benefit is that the travel even though, miles that they're getting it has to be insane. Yeah. You have to be tired 24-7. They're flying back and forth from the UK. Well, remember, NXT is live, but NXT UK is still taped. So NXT yeah, UK, they, sure. they, they just have to fly out every, like, six weeks for the weekend and do the taping. So, um, But I'm wondering if NXT UK will eventually, like, go live as well. Um, uh, but so Tyler Bate says he's just kind of taking things as they come and going with the flow and said he's looking forward to seeing A-Kid's debut next week, which we'll talk about in a second. Kind of a nice way to put over a new guy, though, have Tyler Bate, one of the most over people on the planet, put you know, give him props, say he's looking forward to his debut. Yeah. Uh, and then our main event, Trent Seven and Noam Dar, a rematch from a couple weeks ago. So... This feud has gone from being something that was a really funny joke that gave us lots of laughs over the course of many weeks to being something that is, it, it's a blood feud now. I mean, Noam Dar disrespecting, uh, I almost said grizzled young veterans, disrespecting British strong style stuff in the towel in his pants, getting beat up by Trent Seven, and then uh, they had themselves a match. Yeah, they went, what, 20 minutes? It was close to 20, yeah. I mean, this is a three-match card. I mean, UK is usually a four-match card and occasionally five. This is a three-match card because this was a good main event. They got time. Yeah, plenty of uh, near falls and all that. Hard um, hitting. Yeah. Dar did really good at uh, working on the arm and the leg. Seven sold it like crazy because yeah. he sells so well. He still sells his knee from, like, stuff last year with Undisputed Era. Yeah. Like, he is so – Trent Seven is so good. Yeah, but he uh, he attacked them before the match even started. Drop kicked him in the back of the head as he's doing his. Uh, Noam Dar did that to yep. Trent Seven. Drop yep. kicked him in the back of the head as he was trying to roll in, and then uh, tied his arm to the post and drop kicked that, so that started the arm working. And then the bell rang and super close line. Yeah, he hit the seven star. Noam Dar charged at seven after beating seven up before the bell. The bell rings. He charged at Trent Seven and Trent Seven hit the seven star lariat. Took. Took Dar's head off, flipped him inside out, and I bit on that. Like, like if that would have been the conclusion, I would have been perfectly okay with it. Yeah, it, been it funny. was awesome. <laughs> would have fit in with uh, with Dar's character too. Do all that work and then yeah, get knocked out by a bigger guy. And I don't even, and I don't think that would have hurt Noam Dar one bit. No, it would have been all, it would have been totally okay. But then they went out and had a, this this spectacular, hard hitting, physical match. Lots of submission stuff, lots of holds, lots of of strikes, uh, lots of big clotheslines, a lot of Dar flying around the ring, selling a lot of Trent Seven selling like he was dying. Uh. But Trent Seven did get the win, did get a uh, extract a measure of revenge on Noam Dar. I think he reclaimed his towel. Yeah. I don't know if he necessarily wants it. 
<laughs> but he, watch it a few times. Probably, but uh, but he did get it back. Um, and he and it was cool too. There was a callback to the previous match because Trent Seven had Noam Dar in the ropes at one point, started hitting him, and then broke right away. Didn't want to get disqualified. Noam Dar was ridiculing the members of British Strong Style throughout the match. Uh, said this one's for you, Pete, as he was working on the digits of Trent Seven, and and then Seven hit a move for each member of British Strong Style at the end, and then put him away. And uh, cool, great storytelling, cool, fun yeah. match. Yeah. Um, so next week on NXT UK, we have A Kid's debut. This is they're touting him as the first Spanish WWE superstar, and I I don't know if that's necessarily true. I. But I guess if it wasn't true, they wouldn't say it. It's from Spain. Yeah, like he's actually no, he, yeah not not, not, not like not Latino, Spanish. not yeah. Spanish, not you know of of Spanish heritage, but like from the country of Spain. So that might be true. It might be. It would have to be. It's one of those things. Sometimes they like you know like this year they were touting Sasha and Bailey as the first WWE ta- women's tag team champions, but that's not true. They had women's tag team titles in the late '80s. They didn't stick around for very long, no. but they 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 were women's tag team champions. And in fact, if you ever get a chance to look up some jumping bomb angels and glamour girls matches from 1988 uh, and 1989, please do it because uh, the jumping bomb angels who are from Japan, they were ahead of their time. I mean, their stuff from the '80s would hold up today. That's how ahead of their time they were. But, um. But, you know, the point being, though, that sometimes they do kind of work everybody. Yeah. And, you know, they can kind of write history the way that they want to. And, you know, and most people were none the wiser. They were like, okay, yeah, first women's tag champions. And I'm, and I'm like, wait, but okay, fine. I love Sasha and Bailey. It's cool. Do it. <laughs> but uh, so A-Kid's debut, and we are also getting Jordan Devlin versus Dave Mastiff. We... Didn't get any other matches announced, but I'm assuming we'll get uh, I, I'm sure we'll get a women's match on the card next week because we didn't get one this week, which was the only thing I was kind of disappointed in this week's show. Um, but that's okay. I mean, I NXT UK is awesome. It's a fun show. It's a good show. It's an hour. It's fast paced. Yeah, you can get everything you want for the most part. Yeah, Unless I mean, you wanted women's matches. Right. Week. Yeah. In case you didn't. I think this is the first episode of the show that's ever not had a women's match too. It was kind of. Really weird. have any women anything except for except for Zaya's vlog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, the the women are usually featured rather prominently. And a couple of weeks ago, there was a show that had two of the four matches were women's matches. So, I guess we'll let this one slide. It's okay, NXT UK. We love you, uh, Lee. Yes. Come back next week. I will so, be here next week. So a uh, little note to our listening audience. Um, I am going to be uh, on vacation. This uh, actually starting tomorrow as of recording time. Uh, so Saturday, the uh, 26th, I believe that would be, right? Today is the 25th, isn't it? Uh, yep. Yeah, tomorrow is the 26th. I should know the date. Yeah. So 26th of October, we... Uh, Mia and I fly out to meet up with uh, some family of mine down in the state of Florida and couldn't have planned this any worse because I'm not going to get to see any NXT while I'm down there. They, uh, but, but this trip was planned before they went to live every week for NXT. So it's not my fault, but the next time I'm in Florida, you can be damn sure I'm going to be seeing some NXT, whether it's 
the weekly show or a house show or something on the Florida Loop. But um, so uh, I'll be gone for a solid week, and then we will be recording our next episode on Saturday, November second. Second, right? Yeah, November second. That's a Saturday. Yep, yep. So, uh, so we'll be recording then. So next week's show will be later than usual as well. But then after that, we'll be back to releasing Thursday nights, late Thursday nights for those of you in the UK and and other parts of Europe and that part of the world. Uh, we'll be back to doing Thursday shows. Uh, and it will most likely, most of the time, be me and Lee. Maybe some other people sometimes. Maybe we'll get multiple people in here. There goes my coffee pot. Let me know it's been on for two hours. Um, safety first. Yep. Lee. Yes. Where can the good people of the internets find you? Uh, L-E-I-G-H-D-X 13, I think. Um, it's 13? I thought it was 40. It's one of them. I, I switch them up all the time, so... You should stick to one. I should. Yeah, but, but I don't. So, Lee... DX either 40 or 13. Yep. Yeah. We um, will find the correct one and tag it. And yeah, everything. I should probably look that up. But I will ha- I'll be prepared next week. We should be prepared next week. We should be prepared next week. We were so unprepared this week. I know. This was my fault. I I take the full blame and the well, full that's responsibility. Good, I wasn't going to take any of the blame. So. He's such a heel. He's yep. such a heel. I have uh, a beard, so I mean I I I can't take any any heat. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we'll be more prepared. Um, it'll be okay. We're going to start to try to work some different, I think kind of segments into the show too, as we get more in more used to this. Cause you know, this is usually me and Kyle and Lee, you filled in on the show a few times now, but yeah. now this is going to be kind of the normal thing. So I want to try to do something like, you know, moment of the week or something or like a channel of the week. Chan of the week. Well, th- yeah, it was definitely Jolly Wally this time. Yeah, no, it, absolutely. Okay. But there it is. Chan of the week. Jolly Wally. Boom. Absolutely. This is I why hope I took none of the blame for being unprepared because I yeah. I delivered. <laughs> you ready. You, you did deliver when it counted. You you brought brought us home here. Uh yes. Honestly, that that was that was wonderful. I hope that sticks around. I hope that follows Walter. That's UK. They'll they'll I'll keep it going. They are so good with their chants and everything. Yeah, they're very organized. Like, I don't even know how they, they manage to make, like, especially, like, chants that they just make up, that even the wrestlers don't make up. Like, I don't know how they, like... My favorite one is still... Da-da-da-da-da, Dakota Kai. Yeah. Dakota Kai. I, I, I like, was... They're just so ready for it, and I, I don't know how they do it. It's well, impossible. I know they, they sing it, like, everything. Like, at yeah. rugby matches and soccer matches. Like, they, they sing for, like, everything. So, that's just, like, what they do. So, I I, just, I love their enthusiasm. I'm so jealous of it. I, I still have, like, the ultimate goal of one day getting to the UK for an NXT UK show. Like, I, ideally, like, a takeover. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to do that. That would be... That'd be awesome. Lee, we got to do that together. We got to just say, screw it, and we got to book a cheap flight, and we got to just go there, and we got to we'll just go to UK we'll takeover. Just we'll just, we'll we can just... paddle, right? We could get, like, a canoe. Yeah. And, like, just, just... – how long can it take us to really row across the Atlantic? Like, you know, like two weeks? <laughs> I was a little bit more optimistic. Two weeks versus three months. It probably well, – it depends on a lot of things. Crazy, yeah. Thunderstorms, uh, how tired we get. Hurricanes. Icebergs. Sharks. Yeah, sharks. Well, sharks and icebergs, I think, are everything. And the dreaded sharkbergs. Yep. 
With icebergs with sharks on them. Yeah, or the sharks that are as big as icebergs. Maybe. This went off the rails. Yeah, no, we... We've overstayed our welcome. Yeah, this is... uh, All right. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, You can follow me, if you still want to, on Twitter and Instagram at BrentFFF. That's Brent with three Fs. The Fs stand for Far From Fiction. That is my band that I make some noise in occasionally. This has been another episode of NXT UK where we talk about my personal favorite hour of wrestling every week. We will be back next week with more. We will be continuing to do everything we can to deliver the best possible recap show to you guys. We appreciate everybody listening. Please come back. Please interact with us on social media. Let us know what you want to see or I guess not see. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Give us suggestions or don't. Don't give us too much criticism because we can't handle that because we're young people. I'm just kidding. (laughs) None of that's right. None of that is accurate at all. We can handle criticism and we're not that young. Uh, <laughs> especially me. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the right side of 30 still. Yeah, I'm on the incorrect side of 30. So it's all downhill from here. I'm yeah. just ready for everything to stop functioning and, you know, for my pancreas to just kind of fall out yeah, soon. Yeah, we've definitely we're going off the rails with this now. We're talking about your pancreas. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to give the people what they want. And this is this is what they want. The people tune into NXT UK to hear me talk about my organs. I'm gonna call shenanigans on that. All right, I that's think fine. we should that's end fine. it on the shenanigans. We should end it on the shenanigans. And also, by the way, that. please follow We Are NXT UK on Twitter and Instagram. That account, those accounts are still operated by Kyle West. Kyle West is the founder of this podcast, and he runs this podcast feed. And uh, he's an all-around good dude. He's given us the blessing to go ahead and take over the show for the time being. And hopefully we do him proud and we don't drive it into the ground like jackasses. So on that note, I'm going to stop talking before I do just that. Tune in next week. Thank you. See you. Bye.